Hello everyone and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Today we are going to take you into the shadow. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you of that the 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 thriller do 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 Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> hi everyone, I'm Sandra Engerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave where uh, Renee and I are, are not going into a thriller show, but it sounds like a thriller show. <laughs> uh, I'll have Tyler put some special effects on there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it's it's actually perfect because it, it the darkness and the shadow bring up, you know, all these um uh, images from things that we watch and scary stories that we read. And so basically, we've been trained in this culture to run away from the darkness. Um, and, and personally, I think that that's what we're doing right now. Um, and this is, um, you know, we all have our opinions and and there's a lot going on right now. And um, for me, the feeling that I have is that we're so, um, we're so attached to not being overcome by fear, anxiety, and anger, and so many different states that we're reaching out to every single offering that gives us hope um, and, and gets our endorphins going <laughs> so, that, so that we feel good. And, and so I wonder, the wondering that I have through my own life experience and my experience with shamanism and initiations is are we treading the surface waves so hard we're exhausting ourselves and not going anywhere instead of allowing ourselves to sink into the deepest depths of um, not a thriller movie, but um, an experience, an initiation that takes you deeper within yourself to parts of yourself that you've never met before who have the ability to actually bring you through, carry you through this time that we're living in right now in a really good way. Hmm. Interesting. It made me think right away, Sandra, about uh, uh, I just came through a, a very rough patch at work. It, you know, or actually I made it rougher because I knew it was time to go for a while, and yet I was clinging on like, you know, a vine in the jungle, like hanging over, you know, uh, the, the sinking pit. But the sinking pit was my own sinking pit. And I ended up calling the Ayurvedic doctor who I had gone to in my early 30s right after I got out of a mental institution because when I started to feel into what I was feeling, I'm there, oh my God, this is a sinking feeling that I know before and I don't want to feel this again. And, and, and at all costs, I found him after some 30 plus years and I called him up and had a session and I'm thinking like, okay, all right, I, I didn't want to sink so low, but we have the tools, but there's this thing, like all of a sudden I realized I was this ugly person that I hadn't even recognized 
that every call was about this, every talk, it was like, I was like, gag me. And, you know, and I, that false sense of, oh, I'm so awake, but give me one really stressful situation of a job that I have to leave. And I reverted back to all of those things that I didn't like about myself. And, and there I was again. <laughs> <laughs> we can't run away from ourselves, although we try to all the time, don't we? <laughs> but the herbs did help. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, things are, are getting pretty wild out there. I, I actually, my, my husband and I trade news stories um, in the morning and I don't get that caught up in the, the news because <clears throat> I'm already uh, dealing with enough stuff. <laughs> so, um, my husband was telling me that now there's an, a new generation of kids coming out that are anti, I can't remember the name, they actually have a name, um, that are against uh, having children and that they were brought here. Um, they shouldn't have been brought here because the environment cannot handle them. And now these children are actually starting movements of suing their parents for bringing them. Um, so things are getting pretty wild out there. And, um, and you know, we know all the other stories and we, we know what's happening. And for me, um, what I keep uh, sharing with people is that we're all screaming for an initiation. We're all screaming for initiation. Teenagers are doing it. Now they're suing their parents. We have teenagers going to COVID parties to see how much they can rub it on each other and then have it, how much to spread it in the world. Um, uh, you know, we've had kids forever um, joining gangs when what they're asking for is those old time initiation ceremonies because what do these things do? They stand you up in your spirit, they stand you up in a power. Of course, this is being done in a very dysfunctional fashion and there's a functional way to do it. And then adults, what I feel is adults right now are afraid of death. And so they're doing everything, everything, every breathing exercise, every yoga posture, every, <laughs> we're all doing it. I'm not putting anybody down. You should see the apps I downloaded on my iPhone. I have to get rid of some. <laughs> and, um, but I, I'll share, I'll just say this before, because uh, I know Renee has much more to share. When I drowned um, in Mazatlan when I was about um, 19 years old, the first thing you do is you, you know, you start to fight the waves. And, um, and I had a friend with me, um, a Mexican bandito by the name of Tubby. He was about 300 pounds and Tubby screamed out to me, Sandy, don't 
don't panic. Whatever you do, don't panic. And when he said that to me, I surrendered. I just surrendered. I stopped fighting the waves. And I went down into this beautiful light, into the most amazing place of unconditional love and bliss and music that was unearthly. And so I don't think we understand. We, we see that if we sink into the darkness, we're going to some scary boogeyman place. But actually, what, where we're going to, when we go into the dark night of the soul and we go through this initiation, it's to shed all those parts of ourselves that have been driving us crazy and we just can't move forward. We can't create a good life. We just have this mind going, you're not a good person, you're not worthy, you kicked this kid when you were three years old. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, oh my God, and, and, and now, and I understand it, again, there's no put down, but now we're going back and flagellating ourselves for every wrong that ever happened to a being on this planet. And the bottom line is since this planet has been in existence, there's been the conquerors, the slaves, the conquerors, the slaves, the conquerors, the slaves, it hasn't stopped. So how far back do we go? I mean, it looks like we go 100,000 years back in, in beating ourselves. And when do we say, we did wrong. We did wrong. And now it's time. It's the year 2020. And now it's time to move forward and take different action. And that's how we make up for what we did in the past. Well, there's so, so much food for thought there. I think about um, what Don Manuel Quispe, who was the courier at Kukuya in, in the he was an ultra high level ultra messiah in the Quechua tribe. And he said, you know, one time I, I brought my Chinupa to South America, which caused a big roar up here in the North America. So, like, why would you do that? And what I loved and what made me feel more welcome into that tradition was he said, they just forget that last time they were the victimizers, that last time they were the conquistadors. You know, they, we forget that we've been the, the victimizer and the victim. We've been the, we've been the slave master and the slave. And so when we get on our high rolling high horses and think that, you know, that we're holier than now, trust me, I always trip over my own feet when I do that. When I used to find that in AA, it would be like the people sitting in the chairs thought they were better than the people who went out. It was like, we're, we're, we're addicts. We're going to use again. We're going to drink again. We are human and we fail. That's what the human experience is about. But I didn't have a lot to offer on this. I really wanted to talk about your new class coming up on the Chef Network because something that struck me the other day is that you were talking about that you felt like this was your soul's work that mm -hmm. that you had done and to me that was that was really moving because you've taught for 40 years some years and here you are you know 40 years later saying wow i did all of this teaching because 
of this particular one class. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to minimize it that much, but you know, I, that's what I heard. Yeah, well, it does feel really big to me. Um, I, many of you have heard this story, but I was hit by lightning when I was seven. And so I obviously got called to the shamanic path. And I started to hit the dark night of the soul when I was about 13. And I just have been walking back and forth this path ever since, this territory ever since. It's like every time I start to uh, grow out of uh, an issue that put me down into the dark night of the soul, I end up manifesting another issue that puts me back in the dark night of the soul. And so, of course, I have to wonder about this. What kind of person was I in a past life or, or you know, what's going on here? And now that we're at this time on the planet with the COVID, and as I've been saying, I'm watching everybody trying to surf, surf the surface waves and they're, they're getting exhausted, exhausted. Um, it's time to sink. And what I've learned by the sinking is it's a place of incredible silence, incredible silence. And so you get to move all the voices out of the way that, you know, we're telling you do this, do that, take this pill, take that pill, go to this healer, listen to this new station. And everybody's feeling so stressed out. If you look at the most popular TV shows, um, uh, that are out there um, about a simple life. And that's what the Native people uh, teach us. I think I might have shared this on the show. Um, when the COVID uh, first hit in New Mexico, I have a friend who's uh, uh, an elder of the Santa Clara Pueblo in New Mexico, and we've done events together in the past, and he called me up and he kept on saying, Sandra, you have to tell the people, they have to go back to the simple life. They have to go back to the simple life. And that's really what people want. That's what they want. And so when you go down to the dark night of the soul, everything that keeps you from that simple life, you're being asked to look at. Where are your priorities that aren't healthy for you? Oh, I, I haven't taken the time, or there's been too much noise, or I've been watching too many podcasts. And all of a sudden, here you are in a territory looking into a pool of water right into your, your eyes and your eyes show you your soul and your soul is yelling, please change your life. Um, please let go of this cruelty to yourself, what you're doing to yourself through your words, through your thoughts, through your actions. And so for me, the dark night of the soul, it's, it's like going on an odyssey. I'm calling it an odyssey, this course that I'm teaching. I'm actually using the word odyssey and using the word quest, where all of your typical helping spirits leave. That's the first thing that happens in the dark night of the soul. 
And that's where a lot of people lose it because, oh my God, my spirits left me. I, I have no connection to God. I've lost faith in God. My spirits are gone. I've lost faith in everything. I've lost hope. And all of a sudden, as you're in this territory, you realize that nature's reaching out to you. There's a tree that's trying to brush your, your hair or just trying to touch you in a loving way. It's reaching for you. And all of a sudden you see it reaching for you and you reach for it and a smile starts to come on your face that you have an ally you never knew because you've only been focusing on the same work. You haven't expanded into how much help, how much the wind is coming and showing you because you can't see where the next step is. The wind is pushing you in the right direction. And so, um, Usually in the dark night of the soul, there are no safety nets. The initiate has to go through this odyssey, has to go through the obstacles and wake up their soul and wake up their spirit. And they're the ones who know all the answers, exactly how to find your greatest light and how to let go of your greatest hurts and your traumas from past lives, present lives, and future lives. And so you go through this journey, um, finding new allies that you had no idea existed and bring such a joy um, because you realize how much of life you've been missing. You reprioritize your, your life. You see what's important, what you don't need anymore, the baggage that you need to let go of. Think of all the people who are cleaning up their houses during the COVID. Well, in the dark night of the soul, we clean up our psyche and we, we pack away everything that's hurting us that stops us from stepping into our greatest evolution of being a being of unconditional love and light, but we're thinking about unconditional love and light from our minds. When you get through the dark night of the soul, you are unconditional love and light. It's no longer an idea. So it's, um, it's a journey that has obstacles, but it's all about letting go of what no longer serves you or the planet and finding who you really are. For once, being able to talk to your own soul, find out what it wants and learn about the strength of your spirit, which can carry you through everything. That's how initiates got through um, initiations in shamanic cultures was they had to wake up their true spirit. If they couldn't do it, they didn't make it through. So um, Isis and I are going to be guiding you all the way and giving you safety nets, which would never be in um, in the dark night of the soul and the whole community is also going to be praying for you and supporting you. I'm going to be asking everybody in the course to let friends know um, 
and ask them to pray for them through the nine weeks to light candles. Everybody in the course will light candles for everybody for the nine weeks. And um, Isis and I will be guiding every step of the way through, showing the compass and the roadmap. And the reason for this course is so that no matter what comes up in the world or in your life in the future, you only need yourself. You only need yourself to survive it. You, you want to be part of the community and you want to share in your community, but you're not going to be a needy person always looking outside of yourself for tools. They're all going to be downloaded in you and um, that true connection with the power of the creator, you will know that you're a true reflection of the creator and you'll start to act like that. And that's how the world will change. And you'll change as the earth is evolving too. And we'll be looking at that also. What changes are the earth asking you to um, uh, move towards because she's evolving. So how do you want to evolve with her? That's so a lot. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like uh, uh, it sounds like it sounds like an odyssey, mm -hmm. and it sounds like a really important important timing for all of this, and important talk for these times, and work for these times. You know, there is you still see everyone reaching out and looking out and looking out when really, you know, for me it's about that what you talked about when you were drowning, that release and letting it go, like. You know, everyone's calling me, are you okay now that the job's gone? I'm they're like, God, I feel great. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that it was like having waiters on, you know, dragging me down every day, which is not who I am. I've worked really hard. And, and so I, I totally support this and there's links in the bottom and, you know, subscribe and also uh, join our shamanstv.com, join our mailing list and you know, you'll be updated on both Sandra and I's courses that are coming up in addition to the, the, weekly, the weekly talk. And one thing that I know for sure is that both Sandra and I have trudged that happy road. Is it a happy road? Happy. <laughs> it's always happier when you're out from, that, out from that forest and you're looking backwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could make it through that. I can make it through anything. And, and that is the work that's needed now. You know, I look and the 30 years of the healing and transformation and initiations and workshops and all of that, I used every little last tool I had to get through this last COVID. I call it, um, you know, this COVID initiation and, and transformation on our planet because we're not going back. There is no going back. It's done. You know, this was a threshold. We just crossed over. It's a perfect time to take this nine-week trek with, with Sandra because it's like when the, when, the, when the explorers got in these big boats, it was hell out there. We, we like to glamorize it and look at it, but can you imagine, you know, a storm rolling on over the, you know, the gunnels and you're out there, you don't know where you are. There was no map. And, and we're in that same kind of territory now. So this is the perfect time for, for, for this work. And 
I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I've said many times that when I go into the dark night of the soul, I feel like um, a plane opened up at 30,000 feet and I was thrown out with a blindfold uh, around my eyes and I hit the ground and I took the blindfold off and I couldn't see and I didn't know what was left, right, up, down. I didn't know where to go. And so in my 67 years of traveling back and forth of the dark night of the soul, I feel like I found the compass and the roadmap and I, I know it really well. It's actually a place of comfort for me because I get to be in the arms of my soul and my spirit. Mm -hmm. I get to be embraced by them when I'm there. And so I, I had a realization once that my depression um, became a habit because I became so happy being wrapped up in the comfort mm -hmm. of my soul and my spirit. So I was always making these journeys to the dark night of the soul instead of realizing that I am my soul and spirit and, and we walk together every day. But so anyway, I do know the compass and the roadmap. And I also want to say, I've been off Facebook for a while. I'm just taking a break. I'm going to be back on really soon, <laughs> for better or for worse. But Renee's been doing these really great um, free offerings. And, um, and they're really wonderful. They're not an escape in any way. We all need to have some fun right now. And, and Renee knows how to do that. <laughs> Renee knows how to do these classes that just kind of help you, help you shift. Because we, we do, we, we, get, we get too um, focused on everything that's going wrong. And, and Renee comes in and, and brings in these really short classes to show us what's still right. So, um, so I'm looking forward to joining in on some of those classes once I get back on Facebook. Yeah, the one I was playing with recently is Cooking with Renee. So you're going to get a list of ingredients and you're actually, we're going to do a, we're going to make a dish together. Cause the other night I did one where I showed everyone and you can see them over at Enlightening Arts. Uh, but they're like fun cooking classes because cooking, you know, we're cooking. Who wants to go out and eat in a restaurant at the moment? You know, I, I don't know that my taste buds have changed and I'm one way I'm simplifying my life is that I'm eating at home. So not everything, but mostly. So yeah, so stay with us. And next week, we're going to talk about how to connect with your spirit animals. Everyone's been asking us for that. And um, as you can see my tiger in the background, we're gonna, we're gonna go into that and it's gonna be a little lighter and maybe we'll take a journey to your spirit animal. Mm, that sounds luscious. So stay tuned and we'll be back with you real soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.